Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Thursday night, November 5th, and uh, happy to be on the air. Thanks for listening, everybody, as you always do. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and joining me as he usually does on a Thursday evening at this time, my partner, colleague, co-host, uh, Mr. Douglas Dallar. Doug, uh, how's everything going tonight? Everything's outstanding, Anthony. It's, it's a Great time right now. Just came off a great Rugby World Cup tournament. It was outstanding. I'm in a great mood tonight. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, took me a few days to recover about my uh, my match. Disappointing weekend. Disappointing yeah. end to a great season. But yeah. um, you know, I I got to be honest, Doug. The the night we do this show is now my latest night of the week. I have to stay awake <laughs> now that the match season is over. Thankfully. Could actually get back to bed at a at a reasonable hour, thank goodness. So I guess there's there's a benefit to that. But uh, you know, fun season for the Mets, a, a great start to all of that. And um, and we're really now we're focused on fantasy football, and fantasy football is upon us. Week nine is here, and uh, let's get right to it, Doug. Lots of great action. We start off with the game tonight. Not the most exciting, not the most thrilling game. But uh, Bengals and, and the Browns, the Browns uh, with uh, two touchdowns, not the Browns, I'm sorry, the Bengals with two touchdowns for Tyler Eifert. And uh, they're up. Johnny Manziel looks good. He could. I still think Johnny Manziel, if he could stay out of trouble, Doug, is eventually a starting quarterback in this league. What do you think? You know, I, I, I think I concur. I mean, he uh, is number one, stays out of trouble. Number two, tonight he's making some plays. They're not big plays, but he's making. He's starting to make smart plays now. You know, he's not trying to get the extra three yards with his feet. He's going out of bounds. He's being smart. He's throwing the ball away. You know, out of the end zone to make. You know, take take the three points instead of risking a pick. So if he keeps playing smart ball like this, I think he's got a relatively decent, maybe fluty like future. Yeah, I think he could be useful. I mean, his bright his future is brighter than Josh McCown. So. I mean, if the Browns aren't making the playoffs, I think you got to play Manziel at some point this season just to see what the kids got. Um, and he's had a nice drive with that 92-yard drive at the end of the half. Uh, that's a that's a nice bonus there for Cleveland. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated the rest of the way if you're listening to us live. Just want to remind everybody, um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Fantasy. Uh, the show airs every Thursday night at 10 o'clock, as you know. So Twitter, Fantasy. Go on our Facebook page, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. And give us a call tonight if, you are, if you're listening live, 347-838-8088. That's 347-838-8088. Go to iTunes, <clears throat> uh, download, subscribe, comment, and rate the show on iTunes. We do appreciate that. Most of our listeners are, are listening over the course of the weekend on iTunes, and we do know that, and uh, and we always appreciate it. Chat room is open right now if you're listening and you want to jump in on there, and uh, let us know what's going on. Doug, before we start our, our our positional analysis for Week 9, I was posed this question, and I thought it was an interesting topic to start off our show with. 
we have seen a a barrage of injury and ineffectiveness to players who were top fantasy draft picks just, what, two, three months ago, right? The end of mm-hmm. August. I remember we got together, nice bar. We had a great time. Uh, we weren't in somebody's yard. We went out for it. Uh, we probably had way too much to drink as a whole, uh, ate too much, and, and had and had a good time. Right? And that was just a couple of months ago. Allegedly, from what we remember, right? <laughs> so, you know, and we saw off the draft board the usual suspects. Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy, oh, don't say uh, the name. Matt, Fort- Matt Forte. Uh, we saw these guys get drafted. Uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Calvin Johnson, Odell Beckham, Des Bryant. You name it, we saw them all go in the first round, first 12 picks, whatever it was. Now, recap those names, and I've probably missed somebody. Le'Veon Bell. Just listen to those Jamal names, Charles. right? Right? Jamal Charles, out for the year. Le'Veon Bell, out for the year. Eddie Lacy, you want to say he's hurt, so at least there's a reason for how poorly he's played. Antonio Brown, when Ben Roethlisberger went down, was not the Antonio Brown you drafted. Calvin Johnson hasn't been super effective. Des Bryant got hurt. Okay? These guys, Matt Forte is now hurt with a knee. They're not saying how long he's going to be out for just yet. We have seen these guys all fall by the wayside. So my question to you is, if we sat down today, got, got, a, got ten other guys, and said, let's start our fantasy football league tonight, and that week one of the fantasy football season would be this weekend, and we would play a season from week nine through week 17, and you pulled the first pitch, Doug, who would it be? For me, I would have to say that it is Rob Gronkowski. The guy is a beast. The guy has, I mean, there's nothing stopping him, nothing at all. He's on the best team in the NFL. He has the best quarterback in the NFL throwing to him, who loves to throw to him, and dare I say, the best quarterback in all history of the NFL. Uh, and, wow. and the rest of his remaining schedule is uh, very desirable. So I would have no problem taking Gronkowski. Wow, I got to be honest, I can't argue it, yet at the same time, I'm surprised by it. There's no doubt about it. I am totally surprised. I didn't think you'd go there. Gronk, you're probably right. He's probably the only guy who's gone in the first round of drafts who has met expectations. But um, I'll be honest, that's not who I would have gone with. Um, If it was my pick first overall, I'm going with the rookie, Doug. I, I, I can't not go with him. I'm going with Todd Gurley of the Rams. I just think he is that dynamic since he has been given the ball. He's going over 100 yards like it's nothing. You know, he rushes for 100 yards like you and I run to the bathroom at 3 o'clock in the morning because we're getting old and we got to pee. That's All what right? we do. He has been, <laughs> he has been tremendous. Um he is the focal point of that offense. There's no denying that. And he's getting the ball in the end zone. His, his, I, I, I think I've got to say his abilities, in my opinion, are, are matchup proof. Like, 
you talked about Gronkowski having a nice schedule the rest of the way, right? You know, real quick now, his last four games, his worst game has been 128 yards, um, Gurley, and he had two touchdowns that game. Over his last four games, his lowest yards per carry is 5.3. This week he's got Minnesota, Chicago, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Arizona. I mean, his schedule... You want to say he has a tough matchup week 16 at Seattle? Okay, fine. I'll give you that. But other than that, I don't mind his matchup at all. Um, I would go Gurley 1, and I would probably go Devonta Freeman in a PPR League 2. Where would you place Devonta Freeman, Doug? Because that's who I thought you were going to go with. I was uh, I was deciding actually between Gronkowski and Devonta Freeman. Um, and the reason, you know, I, I, I if you when you just go talent, Gurley's your guy. But as far as uh, being on the best team that gives you the best situation, that's why I picked Gronkowski, and that's why I would pick uh, I would pick Freeman number two. I mean, you, you can't load the box on him. Uh, you can load the box on Gurley. It's not doing any good. We'll see how that keeps uh-huh. on panning out. But I mean, they're a pa- they're a, they're a dominant receiving team in Atlanta, and you have this guy in the backfield lighting it up. So I wouldn't I would take either. I was deciding between Gronkowski. And Freeman at number one. I would go Gronk one, Freeman two. Fair enough. What about the first quarterback off off the board? Would it be Brady? We know Brady slid most draft days because of the uh, suspension that people thought he was going to be serving. Would Brady be the first QB off the board at this point? Clearly. What about the first wide receiver? Uh, you got to go Julio Jones, the way he's playing right now. He's the guy. I'd probably go Beckham. Okay. I would probably go Odell Beckham. Um, I think Beckham struggled for a couple of weeks because he had the hamstring. Yep. And then you saw what happened this week now, this past week when he returned. He practiced. He hadn't been practicing for two weeks. Um, he's now practicing in full again. And you saw, I mean, what he had a monster game last week against the Saints. Granted, it was against the Saints. But uh, uh, I think Eli Manning's playing the quite possibly the best football he's ever played. And that helps. Uh, Odell Beckham going forward. Some of those veteran wide receivers, um, they've been a bit of a disappointment. And, uh, you know, Beckham's been a stud. There's no denying that. But I I can't, you know, I think we're splitting hairs between he and Julio Jones. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, who would you take at this point? Doug, does that mean, let me ask you this now. Seasonal league next August when we sit down to draft. Uh Uh-huh. Who has the inside track in your mind? And I know there's a lot of football left to go, but who has the inside track for you being the number one overall pick next year? Would you go Gronk? I would I might, tight end that early. You know what? <clears throat> I wouldn't go Gronk for number one for in, in you know for a redraft. Um, if someone did, I get it. But like you said, tight end that early. Even though it could be like the best wide receiver, I'm going. I'm probably going to go Gurley. Yeah. Yeah. Unless something dramatically changes, I I I've got to see Gurley. I mean, Adrian Peterson will be 31 next year. Um, maybe Freeman. See how he finishes, but I think Gurley and Freeman are the top of the conversation. I really do feel that way, and I think Odell Beckham. And Julio Jones move up the draft. I think he they go before all the other wide receivers a year from now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think next year, as far as running back is concerned, you're going to see Gurley on all the covers of the magazines for all the fantasy, fantasy football magazines. He's the guy you're going to see. 
Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, he's taken the league by storm the last four weeks. And he's he's the option A, B, and C of that offense, and it doesn't matter. That teams know it because he's just been pretty much unstoppable. But, uh, all right, Doug, let's take a look now. We're in week nine of the NFL season, and we we touched on some of those injuries. So let's keep that in mind. We also have some bye week situations here. Arizona Cardinals, so you're losing your wide receiver crew, Chris Johnson, who's been resurgent, Carson Palmer. You're losing the Ravens. Uh, Justin Forsett's the biggest loss. You've lost Steve Smith to the torn Achilles. The Detroit Lions, Calvin Johnson, a little bit less of Golden Tate. Stafford hasn't been great. The running game's a mess. The Texans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins could have been. It could be the top wide receiver as well. We failed to mention him. Uh, Nate Washington's been okay. Uh, running back situation's a mess in Houston. Arian Foster, we know hurt. Chiefs, Jeremy Macklin, no Jamal Charles, and the Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson's been a huge disappointment at the quarterback position from a fantasy perspective. So they're all on by. Um, the Browns and the Bengals game, that's going on now. We were talking about that. Uh, other matchups you got to take a look at. we got the Packers at the Panthers. These are the 1 o'clock games. Packers-Panthers, Redskins-Patriots, Titans-Saints, Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, Rams at the Vikings, Jaguars-Jets, Raiders-Steelers. Nothing jumps off the paper at you there. In the afternoon, you got the Giants and the Bucks, Falcons, 49ers, Broncos, Colts, which people thought was probably going to be a great game, but the Colts aren't just not that good, let's be honest. Sunday night, Eagles, Cowboys, Monday night, Bears, Chargers, not a great slate, but fantasy-wise, there's some opportunity to score some points. So, Doug, let's take a look first at the quarterback position. Uh, we'll start there. Who do you like this week? Who's the top of the quarterback food chain for uh, fantasy football week nine, um, I'm looking at Derek Carr versus Pittsburgh. Uh, he's looking real good. He's looking real solid. Uh, the, 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 and you know what? I'm I'm happy to say the Raiders are looking like a decent football team. They've been in the gutter for so long. It's nice to see a team who's got a nice history, but had a, you know a poor couple of decades start to resurge. Yeah, you know, Carr had a nice game last week against the Jets. There's no denying that. Um, you know, he's facing a Pittsburgh defense, though, um, that plays the quarterback relatively well. Uh, you know, so far this season, Pittsburgh's defense is allowing, as I pull up my numbers there, I was on the wrong page, right in the middle of the pack, they're allowing opposing, def- uh, opposing quarterbacks 21 fantasy points per game in a standard scoring format. Um, not terrible by any means whatsoever, but I get it. I'm playing Carr. If I'm losing Carson Palmer or somebody like that to a bye week, if you've been rolling with Russell Wilson, Carr is a tremendous start. Doug, what do you think? Let me ask you this. The New Orleans Saints are the worst team in the league uh, in giving up fantasy points to quarterbacks. They give up about 28 fantasy points per game. You saw what Eli Manning did last week. Now, here's the kick, though. They're playing Tennessee. All right, and we still don't know who's quarterbacking that team this week. Is Marcus Mariota returning? Is Zach Mettenberger getting the start? We know Tennessee's offense is not very good. There's just no way. There's no nice way to say it. Would you be willing to take a flyer if you're missing out on Carson Palmer or Matthew Stafford or Russell Wilson? Would you be willing to take a flyer on one of those Tennessee quarterbacks just because the matchups against the Saints defense? Is so enticing. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. Uh, 
if Mariano is if he if if it looks like he's going, I would be more than happy to, to play him against. You know, you always got to play the quarterbacks, and he's looking. He's had some really nice games this year. You know, he, he's no slouch for a rookie. If he's playing the worst defense against the quarterback, I you, you got to go for it. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a terrific play. If he plays, I won't go Mettenberger. That I won't do. I think that's no, crazy. No, I agree. Um, I agree. You know, the other quarterback you've got to love this week is Phillip Rivers on Sunday night. Uh, he's playing a Bears defense that 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 gives up a boatload of passing touchdowns. And on the season, Chicago, they're allowing 22 fantasy points a game. Um, I love Phillip Rivers. Does not having Keenan Allen, there's another name we didn't mention, Lacerated Kinney, he's out for the year. Does not having Keenan Allen scare you away from Phillip Rivers? No, he's a must start. He's been a must start for me all season, just about all season long. I like Philip Rivers a lot. He's one of those guys that we've said before. He gets very, very little love, and he always puts up nice numbers. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Rivers is, is supremely underrated. Doug, I'll tell you right now, my sneaky play this week has got to be Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Winston has gotten better each and every week, and I want to get your take on this, but he is playing. Let's keep this in mind, right? He is playing a Giants defense that just allowed Drew Brees to literally throw the ball around on the field as if you and I were playing cornerback. All right? <laughs> it was yeah. absurd. Right? I, I mean, we both – I know you watched the game. I watched the game. It was absurd how that went. And he's facing a Giants defense that is allowing 25 fantasy points per game. On the season, Winston has 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. But even more impressive, in week four against Carolina, Winston threw four interceptions. He has not thrown an interception since, and in that time he has four touchdowns to zero interceptions. He's getting better and better and better. He's got a terrific matchups against the Giants. I would almost say Jameis Winston is is very close to being a must start this week. I just think the matchup is way too good. Am I crazy in saying I would play Jameis Winston over Aaron Rodgers. No, I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers. Jameis Winston over Peyton Manning. Okay, wow. you know what? All right. I say Manning All right, let's stay with that game then. Stay with that game right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's not crazy. and We've discussed this before, Anthony. Winston, although I don't think he has the physical tools that Peyton Manning has, he is a uh, he's a had. Form. I'm going to change your verb there. Had Manning's not the same player we fell in love with, Doug. Correct, correct. That's that's. Thank you for the correction. That's spot on. Um, however, as far as you know, he's doing his homework and watching the film. Winston has been compared to Peyton Manning, so he's one of those guys that he, you know he's a rookie. Remember, you you get to see him slowly improve throughout. And if you keep hitting the books and keep learning, and he's one of those guys who wants to learn the game. He's a student of the game. So guys like that, who I, I, I don't think, you know, he got some trouble in college. I don't think he's taken this advantage, uh, taken uh, for granted the way, say, Manziel did when he first got into the league. I think he's one of those guys, he's going to stick to it. I think he wants to be a great quarterback. And those guys I think uh, are going to perform and I think he's going to perform as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love the reference there. And, and go back. I agree with you. I think I would play Winston over Andrew Luck. 
The Denver Broncos, on average, allow only 14 fantasy points per game uh, to opposing quarterbacks. Last week, what did they hold? Aaron Rodgers to 77 passing yards. That's absurd, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Luck, we know, has not been great. He's playing with fractured ribs. Um, it's an interesting dilemma. You know, other defense you want to avoid, the Seattle Seahawks, only allowing 17 points per game to opposing defenses. They're on by. The Rams are on by. The Cowboys, Doug, what about the Cowboys? They only allow 18 points a game to opposing QBs. Would you play Sam Bradford in that situation Sunday night? Um, you know what? I would play Bradford. I think uh, they're uh, – I, th- I think, you know, it's it's a NFC East rivalry game, and it's almost like, uh, you know, playing Dallas versus the Giants, Dallas versus the Eagles, you know, Giants versus the Eagles, NFC East matchups. I think you got to play those quarterbacks. Uh, and, you know, they're still – in Dallas, they're still doing three and outs. Their offense is a mess right now. So their yeah. offense is not going to be on the field very much, so you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time trusting that, that, that play, though, of Bradford's. You know, it depends on the other options I guess I have. Uh, right. But, again, I'd go Winston over him. Winston, I think, is a terrific play. He might be my, my sneaky QB play of the week. Doug, are you concerned about Aaron Rodgers, right? Tough matchup last week against Denver. I just mentioned that. Well, this week he's going against the Carolina defense that's also very, very good. Uh, Top six in the league and least points allowed to opposing QBs, only allowing 19 points a game to opposing quarterbacks. Um, You know, the Packers' offense isn't what it was, right? We talked about it at least being ineffective. They have not really successfully replaced Jordy Nelson, Randall right. Cobb's been a bit of a letdown this year. James Jones is a touchdown or nothing. Devontae Adams has been a bust. <sighs> is Aaron Rodgers a must-start this week against Carolina? Um, chances are yes. If you if you took him in the second or third round, you know who, who's your backup going to be? Do you have? Did you, did you get Philip Rivers? Did you get Carson Palmer? You know, did, did you get Derek Carr? Uh, Derek Carr. You know, um. Is it, if it's Derek Carr, you were high on Derek Carr. Are you that high on Derek Carr? I would I would play Carr over uh, Wow over Rogers this week. Wow, because you know what I think right now, and I mean I think obviously Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback, but right now that offense is struggling and Oakland is surging, so you got to go with the hot hand. Wow. What about Jameis Winston? Over Rodgers? Yeah. Um, I think no. if you're playing Carr, you're definitely playing Winston. No, I'm, 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 no. you know what? I'm playing, I'm playing Rodgers. It, it just scares me just a little too much. A little too much. Because Carr's had, had more success this year than Winston has. So I'm, I'm, I'll take Carr, but I, I won't take Winston over Rodgers. Can't do it. I'm going to go Winston, maybe. I don't know if I can. I mean, that's a tough trigger to pull. Um, all I know is, Doug, is this Giants defense is is bad. He's all-time bad. Prince of Mucamore is out. Jason Pierre-Paul is going to come play a little bit, it looks like. Who knows how effective he's going to be with his, you know, eight-and-a-half fingers, seven-and-a-half fingers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, I really hope he does well and he's able to play well. Um, 
But, you know, Andrew Luck with the ribs and everything else, tough, tough to play this week. Yeah, the Andrew Luck's a tough. I'm sitting Luck. Rodgers has a tough, tough matchup. It's probably in my top ten, but, you know, the matchup is very nice for a guy like Jameis Winston this week. That's for sure. You know, reverse that now. Would you play uh, uh, Cam Newton against Green Bay? Green Bay defense is pretty good. They're allowing 20 points a game against QBs. So they're not much they're they're only, you know, Carolina is not that much better than them. Uh I've never been a Cam Newton guy. Uh-huh. That's for sure. Uh I would play Aaron Rodgers over Cam Newton. You? Um Newton's looking real good. Well, I should no, no. He's looking okay. His team's making him look better. Yeah, I, I would take mm-hmm. Rodgers over Cam. Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't trust the the receiving core in in uh Carolina other than Greg Olson. So I would uh I would agree. I would go with Rodgers. But uh Doug, all right, let's slide over to the running back position, Doug. And um there are some running backs with terrific matchups. Devonta Freeman's got to be at the top of the list. The guy's been uh the number one uh running uh, running back on the season. He's Honestly, he's not even in the conversation for sit or start. He's just an automatic start for me. Yeah, he's an automatic start, and that's why I said he's the number one guy on the list. San Francisco is allowing 23 points per game to opposing running backs. Uh, Devonta Freeman, Todd Gurley. Um, you know, it's funny. I would have said Jeremy Hill was a must-start today, but uh, he's been a bit of a disappointment <laughs> so far tonight. Um, Mark Can't Ingram think, against are, are you ready to call him a bust? I was thinking before. Would you call, would you call him a bust yet, or is it too early? Jeremy Hill, yeah. You probably drafted him as your RB one. The only way you didn't—he was his second round pick, which means he was either your RB one or you went running back, running back, and you said I'm going to stack the running back position. And either right. way, it has not worked out for you in that strategy. I have him as an RB one in two leagues, and I'm struggling in both leagues. And really, I hang the uh, I hang the blame on Jeremy Hill's lack of production. Yeah, let's say you went Jamal Charles, Jeremy Hill, and you, you thought you were stacking it up. Yeah. You're done. And you know You're people done. did that. The season's over. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, here's the thing. Jeremy Hill, he, weren't, he wasn't getting a better matchup this season. Cleveland Browns give up 25 points per game to opposing running backs. They're the worst rushing defense in the league. And, um, and you know, the last I saw, I have the TV on, but I have it on mute and I'm not really looking up. Um, you know, Jeremy Hill has not done much to account for today once again. And the Bengals keep I, – I mean, I, I respect the uh, the resiliency of the Bengals' play calling. They keep going to him, which is right. respectable, I guess. But, you know, he's had a couple of games where he's put the ball in the end zone a few times. But overall, he really hasn't done much. Here it is today. Uh, Jeremy Hill's got nine carries for 33 yards. Gio Bernard has nine carries for 51. So Gio's again right. outrushing him. Um, Tyler Eifert's really the only fantasy – star of the day, and it's three catches, 16 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Cleveland, Isaiah Crowell, 10 for 38, and Duke Johnson's got their touchdown. Travis Benjamin, three catches for 22 yards. So this is a typical Thursday night snooze fest. Um, I won't be staying up for the end, that's for sure. So, all right, so Doug, we talked about Devonta Freeman, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, uh, Adrian Peterson. These are all must-starts. What about DeMarco Murray revenge game against the Dallas Cowboys? 
Um, Dallas Cowboys on the season, they are allowing about 22 points per game against uh, to opposing running backs. Do you have enough faith in DeMarco Murray, Doug? I do. I do. You know, I... I know he's not having a good season. He was borderline bust. He made a bit of a comeback. Um, I think I still think he's a talented guy. I think uh, he had the best line in the league last year. That helped him a lot. But I thought, even without the best line, I thought he was a talented running back anyway, and I am willing to, to not give up on him just yet. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about, about the revenge game as well. Um, Dallas much better against the pass than against the run. And you know, the Eagles haven't given up on Murray. We know that. That's obvious. obvious. Ryan Matthews has had a, an, an impact there as well. But um, uh, I don't mind using DeMarco Murray. His last couple of games, uh, he went for 100 yards against the Giants in Week 6. He went for 65 last week against the tough Carolina defense. 83, though, the week before against New Orleans. Uh, I think DeMarco Murray can have a decent amount of success, may even punch one in the end zone. Doug, what other running backs do you uh, do? You, uh, maybe not the, the the regular names, but what other running back running backs are out there that you're interested in? Uh, this year, I, this year, sorry, this week can be a big week for Jeremy Lang, Langsford, the uh, mm-hmm. the new uh, pickup everyone's been trying to get for Matt Forte in Chicago. He's playing San Diego, and I think uh, I was watching some tape on him earlier today. The uh, guy has really nice vision. Some he has great cutting ability. Not quite the par of uh, Forte. But uh, I think he's some real damage this week, Anthony. Yeah, and you know what? San Diego Chargers are the second-worst team against opposing running backs. Keep that in mind. They allow 24.8 fantasy points a game to opposing tailbacks. Jeremy Langford, to me, is a must-start situation here. Uh, love that option going forward this week. Um, it's a nice, nice matchup. The Atlanta Falcons, Doug, this week, um, they are facing the San Francisco 49ers. They give up 23 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. But they're playing the 49ers. I don't think there's a running back there I can trust. Is there? You know, I, I was – is uh, Carlos Hyde. I mean, he had a, a, a massive week one. Everyone thought he was going to be a, a, a huge – I think he went maybe round, about round four in, uh, in the preseason dress for the most part. Looks like he's going to have a huge season – and he's kind of puttered out. So, I don't know. Would you trust Hyde this week? I No, he's been injured. He's been nicked up. Um, I can't do it. I'm very excited. After that huge week one, I traded him away. Um, oh. I secured I, – I got Brandon Marshall and oh. Devontae Adams. Um, wow. Even with Devontae Adams being hurt, I still made out like a bandit on the trade. You uh, – that's, that's – what do you call it? Trade rape? Drape? Yeah, that was that's, yeah, that was I, a great I, trade. Yeah. Great trade, and uh, it's a shame Adams didn't hit, or, or I really mm-hmm. would be running away with some things. Well, it's so still what one, about one's the, great? Yeah, absolutely. What about what about some of the other replacement running backs? You know, you talked about Langford. He was a big free agent waiver wire acquisition this week. Well, so was D'Angelo Williams. If he was put back on waivers, and odds are he was. He he was owned. He was super effective. The first couple of weeks, while Le'Veon Bell was out with the with the suspension, right, um, ran the ball terrific, and Le'Veon Bell came back. D'Angelo Williams was an afterthought in Pittsburgh. 
now D'Angelo Williams is back. Le'Veon Bell's out for the year. And he faces Oakland this week. The Steelers face the Oakland Raiders. And Oakland is pretty decent against the run. Um, they're only allowing 17 points a game to opposing running backs. Do you put D'Angelo Williams? Is he? See, to me, Langford is a better start this week than Williams. Is Williams going immediately in your lineup? Um, yes, he is. He's, uh, you know, Williams is one of those guys, he's, he's had a, a, a decent career. He's often banged up. He split time a lot in Carolina. Uh, he still has a lot of gas left in his tank. If he can stay healthy, I think he's a pretty solid start as of, uh, for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know how bad. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about Bell going into next year. Uh, if, if, if Bell, let's say he'll, he'll be out for the first few weeks next year, I would have no problem taking Daniel Williams around five, I mean, maybe around six or seven for next year as my starter. So, yeah, I'm plugging him in. Yeah, I mean, the only downside to D'Angelo Williams is he is 32 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, Week one against New England, he had 127 yards rushing. Week two against the 49ers, 77 yards rushing, but he did get in the end zone zone three times. Last week, coming in for uh, Bell after he got hurt, nine carries for 71 yards against Cincinnati. Those are really the only three games he saw any significant action. And you're right, the big question mark is, does he stay healthy? I think he's a viable RB2 the remainder of the season. He's got some decent matchups. He's got Oakland followed by Cleveland. So D'Angelo should have the opportunity to put some points on the board this week. Uh, we will see what happens. But remember, Roethlisberger is back. I expect an uptick in production for Antonio Brown, an uptick in production for Heath Miller with, uh, with him returning. Uh, I like those guys an awful lot uh, with Roethlisberger back in the mix. Doug, what are your thoughts at this point in the season on Chris Ivory? Um, he's been, when healthy, effective, but the problem is he's always nicked up. There is never a week where there's not an issue with him. Um, he's facing Jacksonville this week, uh, and, uh, you know, Jacksonville's rush defense, they give up points. They give up 22 points a game to opposing running backs. Chris Ivory, a running back one, a running back two, how do you view Chris Ivory at this point this year? I think for this week, he's a running back two against Jacksonville. Um, what I would do, Anthony, hopefully he has a good game against Jacksonville and see if you can uh, sell him high. Wow. I mean, I mean his, his with, matchup is – what's that? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, even with the the lack of running backs at this point in the league due to injuries and everything else, you'd be willing to sell Ivory. If you can get a, if you get something uh, nice in return, like a solid running back in return for him, yes. Who would be an upgrade that you think you would be happy with? Would you be happy with um, if somebody offered you LeSean McCoy for Chris Ivory? Negative. Wouldn't do it. Um, Latavius Murray for Chris Ivory. Uh, yeah, I would do that. Just for health purposes. And like I said, uh, Oakland's on the up, up tip, uh, uptick. Um, Ivory, he's banged up, and you know their 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 quarterback situation is shaky right now. So he's gonna get a, he's gonna get banged up pretty hard, and he has a pretty pretty stiff uh, schedule for the rest of the season. So you know, I would I would take him. I, I would take uh, I would give him up for that trade. Yes, I would. What about Dion Lewis? If it was a PPR league, 
Deion Lewis has been PPR gold. We know that. Um, been if phenomenal. somebody is foolish enough to give him up for Ivory, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that as well. Um, what about this, Anthony? What about if somebody offered you uh, Langford, Jeremy Langford, in Chicago for Ivory? No. 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 Forte's injury is not season-lending. Uh, you're looking at probably three, four weeks. So now come fantasy playoff time, I have mm-hmm. the Bears backup running back, and somebody else has the Jets starting running back. I, I can't do that. Um, I can't do Ivory for D'Angelo Williams either. Um, to me, no. Ivory is the cornerstone of the Jets' offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to play it. The injury's on his not, non-throwing hand. They obviously are going to try to go with Ivory. They love getting him the ball. Jacksonville, <laughs> Buffalo, Houston, Miami, the Giants. Week first, uh, um, first week of the fantasy playoffs, he's playing the Giants. And then he's got Tennessee in the playoffs for your fantasy playoffs. He's got good matchups. Uh, I, I like Chris Ivory, I think, more than you do then. I would have a hard time uh, <clears throat> finding suitable value for Chris Ivory, Doug. What if somebody offered you been too good? TJ Yeldon for Ivory? <sighs> this week, no. I mean, I don't want I don't want the Jacksonville running back running against the Jets defense that got right. embarrassed last week. Um, right. I'm probably going to say no. I'm going to probably say no. I'd rather have Ivory on that deal. Okay. I'd probably rather have Ivory. Um, Doug, any other running backs you like this week uh, that that you feel the matchup is favorable and you'd be willing to go with? Uh, you know what? Off the top of my head, no. That, that's about it. Uh, I was thinking Deion <laughs> Lewis should have a. Uh, we already discussed him, though. He should have a nice game against the Redskins. What do you think about Lamar Miller in Buffalo? At Buffalo. Yeah, Lamar Miller. I, I, he's another guy I've never been a fan of. Um, uh-huh. Buffalo's defense, um, for all their hype, and God knows there's been a lot of hype there, they're still giving up 18 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. 17.7 to be exact. Um Miami is so hit or miss. I view Lamar Miller at this point. He's probably a low-end RB2 in my view. Um, I have him outside my top 12, but he's still an RB2, so I feel comfortable playing him. Um, you know, I like. I think Doug Martin is a must-start this week against the New York Giants. We saw what happened last week. I love Doug Martin this week. Um, I like Latavius against the Steelers. Uh, Doug, what about Ronnie Hillman against the Colts? He is... By far the better of the two running backs there. The Colts are allowing over over 22 fantasy points a game. I have Ronnie Hillman in my top 10. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned his name because I'm actually going against Hillman in one league, and I'm very fearful of the results. Yeah, I think think, uh, Hillman has the opportunity to really go off this week. Indianapolis is just a mess. There's no denying that. And... uh, Mm. And, you know, there's some there's a chance at some real serious production there. Um, so running backs I'm going to avoid. I'll use Yeldon as a as a, it's a bye week type of situation. I like T.J. Yeldon. I just don't like the matchup. I'm staying away from Melvin Gordon of San Diego. I know Chicago is not great, but Melvin Gordon is worse. I know Antonio Andrews is the starter in Tennessee. But to me, he's an RB3 flex option, not going crazy over him. The final guy i got to ask you about, Doug, is Eddie Lacy of Green Bay. And I would have never thought I would have asked this. 
but he's playing Carolina. Carolina's defense is good. Uh, Eddie Lacy has not been good. I mean, how do you bench your first-round pick, though, Doug? You, you, you know, it's funny. Is uh, I have Lacy in the league, and my other my other running backs are Martin and Yeldon. So I'm I'm very comfortable starting Martin. Uh, Yeldon this week against a pissed off Jets defense at at New York or New Jersey. Not happy with that matchup. <sighs> I I got I, I because he's my first round pick, and he's far better than my other options. I have to start him, but I don't want to. Yeah, I think you have to start Lacey as well in that situation. Um, but, I mean, your expectations, at this point with Eddie Lacey, if he gives you 10 points, mm. you're thrilled. I'm doing cartwheels if I get 10 points out of him. Cartwheels. Wow. Wow. I mean, you would have never thought that. Peep, peep, people had him as the first pick this year. Yeah. I got him, yeah. I got him in the league in the third pick, or maybe the fourth pick, third pick. You know, and I'm, I'm, it's just, it's brutal, brutal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, tough to, uh, tough to go with Lacey, but you know, it's also tough to bench that top pick uh, at this point in the season, especially if they're healthy. All right, Doug, let's slide over to the wide receiver position. You know, some guys with some great matchups: Julio Jones against the 49ers, Odell Beckham against Tampa, Antonio Brown. Big Ben is back. Antonio Brown's excited against Oakland. Alshon Jeffrey's been terrific since coming back. He faces a San Diego defense. They should be able to move the ball on. Doug, my number one wide receiver, though, this week, Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Bucks. If I'm going to hype the bejesus out of, out of Jameis Winston, i got to back it up with Mike Evans. Giants giving up 26 points a game to opposing wide receivers. There is nobody on the Giants secondary who could cover Evans. Mike Evans goes off this week, Doug. You know, it's funny you mentioned him because I have my, my little list of notes here for my stars and my sits for wide receiver. And I have it in a box for starters. It says basically anybody playing for the Giants or for the Bucks, I'm starting. So Odell, obviously. Ruben Randall, I'll start him. I'm going to start Vince Jackson. I'm going to start Mike Evans. And I just let it fly. Yeah, just be wary of Vincent Jackson. Check the injury report. He might not play this week. Doug, what about the Giants slot receiver? You know, if, if, he, if he doesn't see, he'll still get 10 points if he doesn't play against the Giants. They're, they're that bad, Anthony. They're that bad. <laughs> Fair enough. What about Harris, though, of the Giants, right? We're here in the New York area. We've seen him play. He has slot. Uh, found a nice niche in that slot receiver role that they expected by this point this season Victor Cruz would be fulfilling to the point where they've taken Harris off some kick and punt returns with Shane Vereen back there. And and Harris, he had two touchdowns last week. He seems to be getting four or five catches every week in in a flex type of position. Are you willing to roll with the Giants' third receiver? You know, it's, uh, you actually picked him up in one league, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I and I was, a little, I was a little annoyed at you because I had my eye on him as well. If I'm in a league, I have one league where I have three wide receivers. I start three wide receivers and a flex. 
Uh, he's one of those guys I'm comfortable flexing. Uh, he's getting a decent amount of targets. He's he, he reminds me of Marion Barber in the slot. You know, he's got that. He he's not particularly special in any way. He's just got that really, you know, this tenacity about him where he, he gets the ball and he just wants to do some damage. He'll get you, he can get you six, seven receptions and maybe a touchdown or two or 80 yards. So for a flex, I'm more than happy starting him. Yeah, over his last five games, he's had double-digit fantasy points in three of them. He's had two games there where he was a non-factor. Last week against New Orleans, he had seven targets. Uh <laughs> Tampa, we talked about them. They're not very good. Uh, I, I don't mind him in the deepest of formats. I'm actually using him in a 12-team league this week. Hit a little bit by buys. Three wide receivers and a flex. He's my wide receiver three. I'm rolling the dice with him um, this week. You know, some other wide receiver matchups that really are good. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're on a buy. They're the worst. The Ravens are on buy. They're the second worst. Bucks are the third worst. Bucks are giving up 28 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Odell Beckham should go absolutely nuts. San Francisco 49ers, they're giving up 28 fantasy points a game to opposing wide receivers as well, Doug. The 49ers are in shambles. Uh, Julio Jones is just going to be unstoppable this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That's going to be a joke. You know, Anthony, I want to ask you this question. What do you feel about Des Bryant against Philly this week? You know, it's funny. That was my next question to you. And, we, folks, we didn't rehearse that either. Um, Eagles defense allows 27 points a game to opposing wide receivers. Now, at this point, you have sat on Des Bryant waiting for him to come back. He didn't do much last week. We know that. Uh, but it's another week for him to get healthy. Des Bryant's probably your first-round pick. Des Bryant's getting in my lineup. And Des Bryant, I'm telling you, is going to get in the end zone at least once this week, Doug. Yeah, I have. I also took him. Actually, I took him in the wraparound at the 10th spot. I had took him and Julio Jones, which on paper, real nice. In reality, not so much because of the injury. He's back. I sat him last week because there was no way I was going to start him his first week back. This week, he's in my lineup. Doug, the Chicago Bears, another team that wide receivers are scoring over 26 points per game against. Monday night against the Chargers. Now, a week ago, if we were having this conversation, it would be a no-brainer. We'd say Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is out. Are you willing to roll with Malcolm Floyd, uh, uh, Stevie Johnson, uh, their third wide receiver, Inman? Are you willing to go with any of these guys against this Bears defense? That is, you know, they've given up 12 receiving touchdowns this season. Um they giving up a boatload of fantasy points. What charge of wide receiver are you willing to go with? Uh, I think for me, it starts and ends with Stevie Johnson. I will take a, I will take a shot with him. Um, the, the guy's uh, still talented. Uh, uh, you know, he's the, I think he's the one guy that I'm going to start this week. Just him. Yeah, I, you know, I I agree with you. I, I have no problem going with Stevie Johnson. Um, in a PPR format, but you know what? I'm finding room for Malcolm Floyd as well. You saw what Floyd has done uh, last week once Keenan Allen went out, four catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Here's the thing with Malcolm Floyd. It's fascinating. <laughs> he only has 21 receptions on the season. Okay, he only has 21 receptions. 
but he's averaging 19.5 yards per catch. He's got three touchdowns. He is clearly a big play type of guy. You know, PPR league, Doug, yeah, I could see going Stevie Johnson. But if I'm not in a uh, points per reception league, if I'm just looking for yardage, Floyd might be the better play because of his ability to make a big play. Yeah, you're right. You're right, I agree. Standard league, Floyd, PPR, Stevie Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Some other matchups that are nice, Doug. Uh, uh, Patriots, I'm not worried about the Redskins defense. I'm loading up on all of those guys, that's for sure. I know you have a list there as well, Doug. What other wide receivers do you like or don't like going into week nine? Uh, You know, we'll stick with the same game. Uh, Jets versus Jacksonville. If you're wearing a Jets jersey, I like you. If you're wearing a Jacksonville jersey, I don't. Allen Robinson, actually, you know what? That's not true. Allen Robinson is going to be on Revis Island, and he's he's one of my stars this year. I love him, but I'm going to bench him this week. You are. You're benching Allen Robinson, staying away from Revis. What about Allen Hearns? He has a touchdown in five straight games. Uh, he is not on Revis Island, and I think that he will uh, be surfing and doing, basically taking all the crap that Robinson will not get. So uh, him, I will start. You know, it's interesting, Doug. Earlier today on Twitter, uh, I had a question posed to me, and I'm going to throw it to you. And it and it looks like I think I may have gotten it right, so I'm feeling a little good about myself. Um, the question was asked to me: Are you benching? Allen Robinson and starting Travis Benjamin of Cleveland. And my gut reaction, very simply, was I'm not benching Allen Robinson. Amari Cooper did a little bit of damage last week against Darrell Rivas. Um, Allen Robinson, to me, Doug, is a low-end wide receiver one, very high-end wide receiver two. I get why people are running afraid of him. But, you know, Cooper caught the ball last week. There's no denying that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's like it's like we said, it's gonna be a pissed off Jets defense. Revis is gonna be an unhappy man. And you know what? Here's what I'm worried about. I've seen that before. He's gonna be all over Robinson. And I think the key can be how much the refs will let him get away with because he is, you know, he is Darrell Revis. So if they let him basically mug him during the game, I don't think Robinson will do anything. If they start throwing the flag on him, then Robinson can end up doing okay. So I, it's one of those games where it can really depend on the, the guys in the zebra stripes. Yeah, quick update on tonight's game. Uh, Cincinnati has opened up a 24-10 to lead. Uh, their latest touchdown, uh, uh, Sanu, wide receiver, left end for 25 yards on a reverse. So quick box score update. Andy Dalton, 188-2. and two. Gio Bernard, 12 for 72. Jeremy Hill, 12 for 50. Sanu, one carry for 25 and a touchdown. Marvin Jones leads all uh, uh, Bengal receivers, 5 for 78. A.J. Green, only 4 for 53. Eifert with the two touchdowns. Cleveland side of things, running game has been non-factor. Travis Benjamin, three catches for 22 yards. So I like my decision there to help out on Twitter and say going with Allen Robinson just because Benjamin has not done much. Um now it's three touchdowns for Eifert. He just threw a third? Yep. Two. To Eifert. Another one to Eifert? Yeah, it's his third. So, uh, so three touchdowns to Tyler, Tyler Eifert. That's a big, big game. Guys, just some, some points of notes here. Players to maybe avoid. Uh, 
you know, Seattle's defense, they're on a bye, but the Denver defense. Denver defense only allows 12 fantasy points to opposing running backs, Doug. Uh, Denver's playing the Colts. T.Y. Hilton, Andre Johnson, Dante Moncrief. Are you playing any of those receivers against probably the best defense in the league, the Denver Broncos? Uh, in a word, no. I'm not playing anybody. I'm not playing anybody for the Colts this week. And, you know, T.Y., if you're lucky, he's your wide receiver too. Um, he might be your wide receiver one if you went running back, running back, wide receiver. Uh, and, you know, it, it kills me. But, I mean, I'm not starting Luck. I'm not starting Gore. I'm not starting anybody from the Colts this week. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, Doug, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, third best defense against the pass, more uh-huh. vulnerable to the run. But against the 49ers, you know, Blaine Gabbert is starting. Uh, Anquan <laughs> Bolden missed last week. Yeah. Uh, Vernon Davis is now a Bronco. Forget about starting a, a 49er. Are the Atlanta Falcons the best defense to utilize this week? Absolutely. They're a hot waiver wire team this week. And I, I've, I was noticing uh, on the Internet and from my, my leagues uh, that I play in that people are jumping all over the the Falcons this week. So, yeah, they're definitely, if you can get them, if they're still out there, grab them and play them. Yeah, I agree. I think the Falcons are a great play, DFS play, whatever it may be. All right, Doug, with just a few minutes left, let's just take a quick look at the tight end position as we uh, wrap up this Week 9 Fantasy Football Preview Show. Um, You know, your worst defense in the league against opposing tight ends, your three worst, are the Oakland Raiders, the New York Giants, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that, to me, you know, I I think Heath Miller is an automatic must-start. If Austin Safarin Jenkins plays for Tampa Bay, I think he's a must-start. And... Um, for the Oakland Raiders, I, I don't find uh, Walford or Rivera. I, I'm not going out of my way to start them. But Doug, Heath Miller and Austin Safarin Jenkins, are you are you comfortable starting both of those guys at the tight end position? Yeah, you know, Jenkins, if, if he's playing, I'm going to start him. Heath Miller... Uh, you know, once bitten, twice shy. I mean, the guy. I mean, you know, Ben Ben's back and he he likes him, but uh, I'm 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 just, I'm not going to pull the trigger on him. Most likely, if you most likely have to get him off the waiver wire, most likely, and I'm not I'm not going to go grab him. Yeah, um, I would have loved Vernon Davis this week. Atlanta's vulnerable against the tight end, but I don't love whoever the 49ers will be starting, Selick or whoever it may be. Doug, Saints defense against the tight end. They give up double-digit fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. Uh, The New Orleans Saints got the Tennessee Titans. Could be a big week for Delaney Walker. Yeah, you know, and I'm thinking both ways. I like Watson. I like Watson a lot. And Walker uh, I like as well. So I would start either one of those guys. He's another way of the wire. Any other tight tight ends Uh, that you – that you like or even dislike? You know, uh, I like Reed versus uh, New England this week for Washington. Yeah. Uh, and, and I hate to say it, I, I think this may be the year where Witten is on the, the, the massive decline. He's really not doing much uh, this season. He, he had a couple of nice games against the Giants, of course. He played great. But uh, I have him, and I'm going to bench him this week. Yeah, Philadelphia plays the tight end very well. Only allows about five fantasy points a game. 
to opposing tight ends. Uh, that's not a terrible sit. Um, Patriots defense, they only allow about six fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. But Jordan Reed is a pretty good player. Kirk Cousins likes throwing to him. I don't mind using him. Um, you know, I'm curious to use the San, the San Diego Charger tight end position, uh, particularly Antonio Gates. But the Bears are tough against the tight end, too. For as bad as the Bears are against wide receivers, they are good against tight ends, only allowing five fantasy points a game to opposing tight ends. However, Keenan Allen out. Gates, we talked about Floyd. We talked about Stevie Johnson. Antonio Gates very well is now the number one option there out of the passing. I mean, it could be a whole lot of Gates and Danny Woodhead in San Diego, that's for sure. So uh, keep an eye on that situation. I don't mind using Gates uh, this week. As long as they say that knee is okay and he's able to go, you know, Ladarius Green is out, uh, I, I don't mind using Antonio Gates. That's for sure, Doug. But, Doug, we are shockingly and just about out of time, my friend. Um, terrific stuff, as always. Uh, great insight from you, and we always do appreciate it. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show airs every Thursday night, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. You can check uh, Anthony Aniano and myself out, rotoballer.com, draftvalet.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Fantasy and follow the show's Facebook page, where you'll get responses from both Doug and I with anything you post there at the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Doug, what's on tap for the rest of the weekend for you? Rugby, football, uh, daddy daycare, what do you got going on? I got a whole lot of uh, soccer games to go to, so I'm not doing anything but soccer games and DVRing my football games. I can watch them at about midnight when they go down to sleep. See, I got to be honest, my... um, my daughter, um, I, got, I caught a break. My daughter made travel team in my neighborhood. And the biggest benefit of that is that soccer is now off of Sundays and moved to Saturdays. Oh, he's so lucky. So, so that Beautiful. is a huge, huge win for me. My Sundays are, are pretty free, which is always very, very nice. But, uh, folks, we are out of time. A special thanks to Doug, as he always uh, does a great job with me every Thursday night. Thanks to everybody who listened, whether you listen live here on Blog Talk Radio or on demand here on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes. And if you did listen on iTunes, do us a favor. Download, subscribe, comment, rate the show. We appreciate the support. Spread the word to your friends. And don't forget, you can always hear me Tuesday nights, Roto Ball of Fantasy Sports Radio with my host there, Real Talk Raph, as we talk the waiver wire and all that funny, fun stuff. Doug, thanks as always. Great job for Doug Dalla. I'm Anthony Aniano. This has been a lot of fun. Enjoy week nine, everybody. Have a great night.